Welcome into the program, Nick Harris from 247 Sports. Hey, Nick, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you guys for having me on again. Hey, appreciate it. Nick, let's dive right into it. And we, we have been talking and talking and talking about transfer portal and, 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 and kids making the next move and things of that nature. Just your overall thoughts on the transfer, transfer portal. And do you think it's as effective as the NCAA intended it for it to be? And, and just your overall thoughts on the transfer portal. Yeah, it's definitely becoming a part of the game now, which, uh, you know, if we looked up even a year ago, I don't think anyone could have predicted how much of an impact it would have on the game right now. But, you know, I I personally like it. It gives kids, you know, more opportunities and more chances to find their fit. You know, at the end of the day, I I feel like that's what it should all be about is, you know, kids finding, uh, you know, the fit that's best for them so that they can succeed in their careers. And does that make it does that make it difficult for programs and coaching staffs? Yes, absolutely. And uh, the the transfer portal numbers have been absolutely crazy this spring. And, you know, I think COVID has a lot to do with that. I don't think we'll see a transfer portal season as crazy as this one in the future. But in the event that we do, um, you know, I think there may there may have to be some, you know, limitations that go into uh, you know, how many kids can go into the portal and, you know, how some specific stipulations on those kind of things. But, you know, personally, I think it's good for the uh, for the student athletes, you know, just to find their fit and find the right system so they can succeed. Some would say from the from the flip side of that, Nick, that if a kid doesn't win a starting job, well, then it's easy to go just to just, just to dump on his teammates and, and transfer. And and that I, I, there's got to be a fine line of what's right for the kid, but what's also right for his team and his teammates. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a there's a certain level of, you know, having to, you know, battle through adversity. I mean, we can look at Mac Jones as an example. He stuck through uh, his entire years at Alabama, uh, waited behind Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, waited behind Jalen Hurts and he finally got his opportunity and he he capitalized on it and you know he's gonna he's the first round draft pick and who knows one day he may be the starter of the New England Patriots so um, you know I I think you could point to stories like that and you know try to get kids to understand you know battling through adversity makes you a better player and you know hopefully you know a lot of kids start to start to see those kinds of things and um, you know it just kind of depends on the student athlete but uh, yeah I I certainly believe that should be a, a a thing to take into consideration as well one of the uh one of the stories that came out i think late last week was the uh the story of Jaden blue the young man out of uh, klein kane high school in the greater houston area he's gonna gonna skip his senior year because he's got the scholarship and, and doesn't want to risk entry and want to get your thoughts there as well I, I think this is a slippery slope as well yeah, I'm going to tread lightly on the topic uh, just because it is a sensitive topic for sure. But, uh, yeah, there was a run-in, um, you know, a little bit of disagreement uh, with the with the Klein King coaching staff that's been reported. Um, and, uh, you know, there's reports going both ways, that it was both ways. Um, but, you know, personally, you know, at the end of the day, looking at the decision he made uh, to go ahead and rest up his body and uh, wait until, um, you know, early enrolling at Texas in January to, you know, get back onto the field, um, you know, because he had the opportunity to maybe transfer and play at private school ball if he really wanted to play a senior season. So looking at the decision to sit out the year and rest and heal his body, you know, I, you know, I personally like it. You know, at the end of the day, these kids aren't getting paid to uh, play in high school. They're not getting paid to pay in co- play in college. So um, he's doing what he feels like is best to, you know, prepare him to, you know, p- potentially change his uh, his family's lives for generations to come because he's certainly a talent like that he could be an NFL back one day for sure so um, I think it'll he'll see a great advantage by uh, going into Texas in January you know fully healed fully ready and being able to battle for you know possibly a, a number two position on that depth chart behind Bijan Robinson um, but will that cause a slippery slope with other athletes you know I don't think so uh, just because not all athletes are like Jadon Blue 
Um, you know, that's definitely an NFL talent and a kid who doesn't really have anything left to prove. And, um, you know, that's, that's a rare occasion for, uh, you know, kids going into their high school senior season. So um, that'll, wait, that'll wait to be seen. So Nick, I know yesterday you were out there with Margin Hooks, former Waco High guy at that pre-camp showcase. What was the what was the talent level out like uh, like out there, and were there any Baylor tar- uh, targets involved? Yeah, the, there's you know recruits are getting ready to um, you know for this dead period to be lifted at the at the end of the month. It's the longest dead period in NCAA history. Uh, you know it was put into effect whenever um, you know COVID first broke out last March and. You know, about 14, 15 months later, uh, kids are finally going to be able to take visits again. And more importantly, uh, for these underclassmen, such as 2023 and 2024 recruits, they're going to be able to go on to college campuses and uh, uh, compete in camps and be able to, you know, show their skills right in front of, you know, coaching staffs from across the country. Uh, so that was mainly the, the premise of the camp yesterday is, uh, you know, the pre-college camp showcase is what it was called, just to get those kids fine-tuned and prepared, ready for those college camps uh, next month. And there was a lot of talent on hand, uh, and certainly some Baylor offers were on the table. Uh, we could start with Ashton Cozart, 2023 wide receiver out of uh, Richland. He just moved in from the uh, Seattle area, uh, Washington State, um, and uh, he's, uh, he's certainly showing out to be one of the best wide receivers in the state of Texas in the 23 class. Even without any game film, he's starting to pick up 15 to 20 offers. So he's definitely one I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Um, also, uh, Armani Winfield, the Texas commit 2022, he was out there uh, showing out. And, uh, you know, he's a kid that I think will be able to will, – will be taking some visits uh, uh, this next month even more so than Texas. Um, and a quarterback out there, Cole Welliver. Uh, everybody put this name down, Cole Welliver, 2024 quarterback out of Flower Mound, Marcus. He also just moved in uh, from the Seattle area. He's already six foot six, and he's going to be projected to be the starter um, uh, next year for Flower Mound Marcus. And certainly, whenever our 2024 rankings come out uh, on 24/7 Sports, we expect him to be very high in those rankings, possibly the number one quarterback in the country. So uh, he he definitely blew me away yesterday, as he has been all spring. Uh, but yeah, definitely a lot of talent out there, and you know the the state of Texas is really starting to put out some really good recruits here in the 2023 and 2024 class and you know that's that's something we were hoping to you know capitalize on this spring and it looks like we're, we're able to do it as far as the basketball front goes i know that Baylor and Texas both made the top 7 for 2022 five star Bryce Griggs where do you see him landing yeah i think Baylor's in a really good spot there actually you know that's a kid that i think will stay in state if he doesn't uh, explore professional opportunities um, and, you know, I would give the edge to probably Baylor and Houston at this point. Um, Baylor's been doing a really good job with Scott Drew uh, in on that recruitment. Jerome Tang has done a really good job staying in communication there. Uh, I, I would be shocked if Baylor didn't uh, land an official visit next month from him, um, as well as Houston. You know, I think that's one, two right now, if I had to, if I had to guess, and probably Texas three. Um, so uh, it's definitely going to be a big in-state battle, but I like where Baylor sits right now. Hey, Nick, uh, tell us uh, what you got on the on the site and, and uh, where folks can go find it. Yeah, y'all can find me on Nick Harris 247 on Twitter and Instagram and Horns247. Uh, we're, we're pushing out a lot of recruiting content ahead of this uh, crazy visit season that will be in the month of June. So be sure to come out and give us a chance. Hey, Nick, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us again today. Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon. That's Nick Harris from uh, 247 Sports.